The Carpenter Rants. Hey everybody, welcome to TCR. Three nobodies talking about the masterworks of horror cinema and we're those nobodies. I'm Caleb. I'm Doug. And that's not Kendall. That's right. Space Force. <laughs> Space Force. Uh, I thought it ended when Trump was gone, but apparently it's... it's... No, she's on planet COVID right now. <laughs> care business. That's, that's called Florida. <laughs> yep. <laughs> or Texas. Boy, Florida and Texas really going at it for worst state in the union. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like... <laughs> It is like they're just trading back and forth. They're like, uh-uh, what? You got the most COVID? Well, we hate women now. Tennessee is gaining on them. Yeah, Tennessee. Missouri's not a... We're currently in Missouri. This is not a hot, this is not a hot state either. But, uh, no. you know, we got Texas and Florida out there making us look pretty good. So, um, you know. Boy, oh boy, what a shit show. That's <laughs> just... Uh, when the world gets to be too much, Doug, sometimes you gotta throw on a little Scooby-Doo, you know? You bet your fucking sweet cheeks. Because, uh, you know, so when you when you look at the real world, it's a nightmare. Uh, so sometimes it's nice to sit back with a, with a classic... Um, animated film and that's what we're talking about here uh this month folks on our new limited series <laughs> reanimation now if, you, if this is your first week joining us just don't i don't listen blame to la- <laughs> yeah don't listen to last week's yeah we were asleep we were all just out of it don't listen to the Coraline episode which we it sucks that we didn't do a great movie any justice but yeah, Ooh, that is we were a, phoning it in. That is a great Apologies. movie. But, uh, you know, the last two episodes were, were rough. And, you know, it's just going to happen, folks. 200 episodes. Sometimes it's just not going to it's not going to come together. And so we apologize. But I'm feeling good tonight. Um, yeah. My spirits are up. I'm not falling asleep. Uh and uh, we're talking about uh, one of my favorite um, animated spooky films. Um, Doug, one of your favorite films, period. Yes. Uh, I want you to tell the fine folks what we're digging into. Well, tonight we are talking about, and if you're going to talk about spooky animation, you can't oh. not talk about them. No. Uh, we're going to be talking Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island. Mm, yes. Um, Scooby-Doo, I mean, I don't know. I don't, like, I mean, you're you're passing the torch on to your kids for sure. Grayson obviously oh. loves Scooby-Doo as well. But, like, I just don't know if Scooby-Doo has the cultural impact on oh, anyone yeah, does. younger than he us. Does. He's still around. There's still I, new shows being made. There was I a know, fucking movie that came out last year. Yes. Again, now, I just don't know. I just don't know. Like, I don't know if it's as big a deal as it was when we were You know kids, why you feel like that? Why? Because he's made such an impact in society. He's just always there. He's like Mickey mm-hmm. Mouse. 
He's always there. He'll always True. be there. You don't think about him because he ain't going anywhere. He will forever be here. Yeah, I I can't even like it was just it was just always on when I was a kid. Like not just mm-hmm. Scooby Doo, where are you? But the new Scooby Doo movies. What's new Scooby Doo later on? Yeah. And um Thirteen Ghosts of Scooby Doo. now that was yeah. my favorite. I don't know. I haven't seen it since I was a it kid. It does not hold up. I, I feel like that's we talked my, about that's this my before. Opinion. That's a bummer because I, when I was a kid, I don't know if it was just because like Shaggy had a different color shirt on or what, but when I was a kid, I was like, oh shit, 13 Ghosts of Scooby Doo. <laughs> there was something different about it. I was really excited about it as a kid. I, I had now, I have not watched it as an adult, so I, I couldn't tell you. Um, but that was always one of my favorites. Now, the new Scooby Doo movies, I always like those because, by the way, <laughs> like this cartoon was like way older than we were and um but when i was a kid my favorite thing to watch at night was nick at night and so i'm watching like the mary tyler moore show and the dick van dyke show and like andy griffith i know doug growing up i grew up on andy griffith yeah all that shit too and my mom was a big old school sitcom fan and so when when you would watch the new Scooby Doo movies, the guests were always like people from Don Knotts, Phyllis Diller, <laughs> yeah. the Harlem Globetrotters, people from like '60s sitcoms, Sunny and Cher, and like why a kid in the '90s would care about that is just because I was like familiar with all those sitcoms. I'm like, they're I'm current like, oh. to you. You know what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh shit, Sean Cassidy's here. <laughs> run into the living room. Mom, Dad, Don Knotts, Scooby-Doo, you got to see this. They went all out. <laughs> so, like, you know, those were, the, those were big celebrities to me, like, when I was a kid. Yeah. So, um, which is just funny to think about now. Um but yeah, man, Scooby Doo is just a mainstay. Um, I've like, I don't know. I've watched a bunch of it with Grace, and he loves it. Um, and when you talk about like an entryway into horror for kids, like Scooby Doo is. Perfect. I mean, you know, when I was a kid, it was Scooby Doo, and then we had Goosebumps, um, and you know various other things but like scooby-doo was such a big one like ghosts zombies monsters and the animation was fucking sweet and you know it just yeah we'll we'll get into all this later on because yeah the old it it definitely reflects on the new because there was some changes going on with this movie to be uh exact but yeah we'll get into all that yeah um i will say upsetting um, 20 minutes into the movie, my five-year-old, going to be six soon, turns to me and says, is this a cartoon? <laughs> and I said, yes. And then he was like, I like cartoons. <laughs> I'm like, oh boy. <laughs> Did you get that permanent marker out of his nose? <laughs> yeah. Oh, but is anyway. real life? Yeah. <laughs> or is this just fantasy? All right. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> go ahead and apologize for this one, too. This one and Coraline. Shut it down. The animated month was a mistake. 
Um, yeah, man, Scooby Doo, uh, and like you said, still, still going. Uh, Scoob, we talked about Scoob whenever it came out last year. Yep, I dug it. I dug it's it a little too. Departure from uh, the norm, but uh, I welcomed it. It was fun. Yeah, it was very of the time. You know, they're just like, hey, we got to make all these references, and I'm just like, I would, yeah, that I would have most... been cool with just a Scooby Doo movie, but I, but I you... still, I liked it. Every animated feature that isn't Disney has to put all those current references in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, you know it, it, but it wasn't bad. I mean, we, I was, I was pretty surprised by like just the inclusion of so much Hanna Barbera like properties. Yeah. So you know, I you know I don't know how many current kids were like, oh shit, <laughs> the wacky races, but I mean it meant something to me. Captain Caveman, <laughs> Don, it went all out. <laughs> Ed Asner, by the way, folks, R.I.P. Oh, R.I.P. What a fucking legend. All right. Well, um, we're tonight we're talking about uh, now there are many uh, Scooby-Doo direct to video um, films. Um, this is the one that kicked them off. Yeah. I mean, you they have they're fucking they're in a dollar bin somewhere. Um, I own every single one and still get them when they come out. I have everyone on. That's amazing. Um, but yeah, this was uh, this one. And man, I'll just say before we can get into it, I'll just say what well, it is still great. What a great movie this is. Yeah, it is. I mean, throw throw this on with your kids. Throw it on by yourself. This is a good one. Um, get this in your Halloween rotation, I say. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we uh, get into all that, Doug, what kind of fat deets we got for this bad boy? Well, sir. This here film came out September 22nd, 1998. Uh, we're approaching, we're approaching by, an anniversary of sorts. Huh? We're approaching uh, the 23rd anniversary, actually. Yes, yes we are. Directed by Jim Stenstrom. Screen, screenplay yeah, by Glenn Leopold, who was a Scooby-Doo veteran. Mm. Written many episodes of Where Are You and... Uh, Scooby and Scrappy, and so on and so on. Um, there's no budget information, which is kind of odd because this was originally going to be a uh, theater. It's going to go to the theaters, but they changed yeah. their mind. I wonder why. I mean, they they spent the money on it. I, w- I would have... Um, I was reading up, and it's rumored to be um, around $10 million spent on this. Yeah, I mean it. Excuse me. With yeah, fifty million in marketing, it's slick, man. It, it's a good looking movie. Yeah, it really is. Like this is no like, you know, this is no like shitty, uh, you know, crank it out animation. Like they spent. This looks nice. Oh yeah, took their time with it. I know I'm an old man, but I miss I miss the old 2D animation, man. I do too, and my kids, uh, unlike yours, know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> but they still prefer the 3D stuff. Yeah, I get it. I know it's it's tough to it's tough to look at something. It's tough to look at like something that Pixar spent like a hundred million dollars on. I mean, it's beautiful, and then you know to show them to show them this and and try to get the same thing out of them, but. I don't know, man. It's just like, 
it just looks so great. I love it. And especially now with like everything is everything is like 3D animation. It, it's nice to see, you Even know, the last just, Scooby-Doo movie was 3D. I know. Animated. And again, it looks great, but mm-hmm. I'm just like, man, just I, I just love it. I love the old ways. It, it stands out when you see one like this. And I, I wish they would do more of it. Yeah. I have a feeling we're in for a comeback. Yeah, there's this kind of like hybrid thing happening, like Spider-Verse, like played around with yeah. it. Um, you know, so it, it there, there's people kind of messing around with it, but I would love to just, I would love for some, and they did it, like Disney did it with like the Princess and the Frog, and then everybody was just kind of like shoulder shrugged, and then they didn't do it again, so... Um, I don't know. I think, I, I, again, I think it looks unique um, now amongst everything looking exactly the same. I, mm-hmm. you know, this is a tangent surprise, but, you know, even with like Disney and like Star Wars, I'm like, man, they like, they have really committed to that 3D Clone Wars animation for all of their Star Wars shows. Yeah. And I'm like, they're just trying to make it all uniform. Yeah, I get it, but I'm just like, man, every show you make is going to look like this. Like, can we just, I don't know, mix it up a little bit? But what do I know? Disney fired me as CEO, so. Hate to hear it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's get into, um, let's get into, uh, scooby-doo on uh zombie island i just saw this um for the first time maybe well whenever i borrowed it from you to show to grace i was it a year or two years ago something like that yeah because i kept talking out how great it is yeah and now to be fair i probably have seen pieces of it before but like i don't i don't know that i'd ever just sat and watched it top to bottom or if i had it like i just didn't remember it um so this is only like the second time I've seen this movie. Um, but it's great. It gives me all that it gives me all that great like Scooby Doo, you know, that I want. Um and it's it does really give you everything that you're it gives you the classic formula, mm-hmm. but then changes everything. Yeah. And part of that and um you know, this is something I wanted to talk about because it really stood out to me. Um, not just this movie, but the entire premise of Scooby-Doo um, is, you know, there's a ghost. You know, the, the kids go to, like, hunt the ghost or, like, you know, investigate the ghost, see what's going on. And time and again, Doug, um, it's just somebody in a mask. Some capitalists. Yeah, and... I'm just like, in this universe, so many people pretend to be ghosts and monsters to make money in some way. <laughs> and I'm like, it's just amazing that, you know, we don't really hear about that that much in the real world. <laughs> I'm like, man, this is this is a real problem in the universe of Scooby-Doo. Is this like the go-to like money-making scheme is... Um, I'll dress up like a ghost. <laughs> yeah, you, ha, they've stopped countless people, numbers of people, uh, yeah. in the same fashion. 
And does news not travel that fast I, in the late sixties and seventies? Because like the whole country is just filled with these rich old white people that dress up <laughs> as robots or <laughs> monsters or ghosts or you know maniac whatevers, and is the, the group of teenagers always stops them. Is there like a convention or something? I don't know how they all got the same ideas. Just... I was thinking about it. Uh, in the live action movie, in the second one, there's a bar where they all meet at and like switch plans back and forth. They're like, maybe that's, this will work this time. That's funny. Yeah. I don't know if I watched the second one or not. Oh, you know what I was going to ask you before you mentioned him? Yeah. Um, how do you feel about Scrappy Doo? Hate him. Me too. Hate him. Okay. I was curious because I know you're like a Scooby Doo Uber fan. So I was wondering if you had a fonder feeling about Scrappy, but I don't like. Super Any, annoying. Anytime I any like when I was watching Scooby Doo, anytime like it was an episode where like Scrappy shows up, I was always just like, oh man. Like I just yeah. it, he's just super annoying and just ugh. It just ruined the dynamic of the show. I don't know why Dude, they in the um in the uh newer Scooby Doo show that came on in the like mid seventies when they changed it up kinda a little bit. Yeah. It had um a new opening. And then when Scrappy would come in, he had the special little thing where he would like sashay his little ass in there and be like, hey, <laughs> I, re- I remember. And then every time I saw it, I was like, God damn it. <laughs> you were six years old. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. I I specifically remember that because you were just like, ah, f- come on, man. Not a Scrappy episode. Because <laughs> this just... fucking clown. Yeah. <laughs> Screaming at 5 a.m. <laughs> Saturday morning. The team was fine the way it was. I wonder if what it that ain't was... broke. Don't fix it. I don't know what that was about. They were just like, we got to get another dog in there. <laughs> A little one. But they did it again with uh, Scooby's cousin. This yeah. white Great Dane, Scooby Dome. And he was great. <laughs> <laughs> he was fun. I forgot about Scooby Dome. Yeah. They yeah. also introduced Scooby to his uh, grandmother and his parents and all kind of the whole family's there. It's a family affair. I'm good with the extended do family. I just, I Scrappy's just <laughs> no more extended do. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, lucky for all of us, no Scrappy and Scooby Doo and Zombie Island. Which I'm nope. thankful. I'm thankful for. This is the first time the whole gang has been back together in a sh- movie or series since the early 80s. Oh, really? Not counting a pup named Scooby-Doo, but that's kind of like a prequel series. So, Gotcha. So this was like, so the so the show ended and then they were just like, let's do a Scooby-Doo movie. Well, we'll get into that real quick. Um, okay. You know, Scooby-Doo has not been on after a pup named Scooby-Doo went off the air around 90, 91. That's the first time Scooby-Doo had not been on since 1968, 69, in some form or fashion. And um, that's when the Cartoon Network came along, around 93, 94, Uh something like that. And they had no original programming, so they bought all the Hanna-Barbera stuff, they bought all those old Looney Tunes and all the old random Bobo cartoons and just aired them on a loop. And they noticed that every time Scooby-Doo was on, those ratings shot up. So that's when they would do blocks and blocks and blocks of Scooby-Doo. 
and it just kept, became so massive. Scooby Doo was fucking fueling Cartoon Network, so they were making money off of this show that's not even on anymore. So they were all like, "Hey, since everybody wants to see Scooby Doo, let's make some new Scooby Doo shit." And they threw around a bunch of ideas, and then that's how we got this movie. Incredible. And they kicked it off with a bang because um, this throws uh, the old school formula out the window for a second. Yeah, it does. So, I mean, the plot of, just quickly, the plot of Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island is that the gang has been separated um, for some time. Um, Daphne hosts a... um, Well, we start off with with the gang in... uh, the usual they're in the classic yeah they're being chased by like a creature from the black lagoon type thing in the castle for some why he's in a castle i don't know (laughs) just gothic and scary but you know they do the same oh same oh and right real quick you notice that the animation and the art design is a little bit different it's more detailed it's fucking the tone is set it's dark as fuck yeah it's it's spooky it's legit frightening it feels like a, a universal horror movie. It does, yeah. So they do all that stuff. It's the same old, same old. They catch the guy. It's the uh, the r- real estate guy. He's making counterfeit fucking money in the basement of this castle. Let's uh, throw his ass in jail. And then it fades into Daphne. That was a story that she was telling on a talk show because she's the host of uh, a show called Coast to Coast. Not the old conspiracy conspiracy theory radio show, <laughs> but her own show. And the host is all like, um, just asking her about the, the history of the gang and all this and that. And then Daphne is basically like, yeah, it was great, but it got so old. It was the same thing every time. She's taking a dump on the Scooby-Doo formula. Mm-hmm. She's like, every time it was just some rich dude or some mad guy. We always catch him. He's dressed like a monster. He's wearing a crappy suit. And they were always white. Every single time. Worth pointing out, folks. And the host of the show was all like, I bet that got boring real fast. And she was like, yeah, it did. And they kind of like look at the screen for a second. This is like, you get it? We're talking about... Uh, then 30 something years of history now 50 mm-hmm. yeah she's all like yeah we don't we're not together anymore and i'm doing my own thing but i sure would love to see him one more time one more job and, and fred is the producer of her talk show by the way yeah. mm-hmm. um so they're together fred's producing he's a He's also the cameraman. Um, Producer and one-man crew. Yeah. Uh, Shaggy and Scooby work for TSA. Uh, they work in the customs um, at the airport. That was a nice little thing to all the fans out there. It was always rumored that Scooby and Shaggy were stoners. So, of course, they're going to be there confiscating drugs at a airport. Mm-hmm. A little irony there. Yes, well, that job is short-lived because they confiscate food and then they eat all of it. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and Velma works in a like a spooky bookstore. She's got her own Ray's occult books. Yeah, <laughs> Velma's occult books. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, Fred gets everybody back together. Um, to go uh, Daphne's new show. Um, the new season of it is haunted houses across America, and so they're gonna mm-hmm. go across the country looking for real haunted houses and he gets the gang back together um for a surprise um they jump out and say happy birthday yeah it's on daphne's birthday yeah they were leaving for their trip on her birthday okay i guess the birthday surprise is you're gonna spend months with us (laughs) (laughs) well she asked for it that's true um so the gang's back together. Velma, I mean, I guess she owns that store. Or what? I don't know. She just abandoned it. Um, yeah, she just abandoned her <laughs> store. When you find out she owns that store, she's on the phone with a customer, and they're asking that she holds stuff for them. And she's like, yeah, I will. They never got those books. <laughs> no, they didn't, because they showed up, and the place was closed. <laughs> Some irresponsible shop owner. Maybe she had an employee. Didn't seem like business was booming, though. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's more of a, you know, that's more of a comment on, you know, the American economy than, than anything really, uh, you know, bookstores were destroyed by Jeff Bezos and, and Amazon. So, mm-hmm. <sighs> bringing it down. Um, <laughs> anyway, so they hit the road, they're looking for haunted houses and, and then we get the montage of guess what, Doug? The same old, same old. Yeah, all these. And the, the song is even singing that. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's frightening. So this looks crazy. Up, oh, it's fake. It's always fake. Yep. Whoa, it's some scary shit. Now just another old white man, still scary, but in a different way. That, um, yeah, that's the exact song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, you know, it's a great montage though. Um, but that's when, that's when the thought occurred to me, I was just like, when you watch an episode at a time, I don't really think about it, but watch, watch a montage of like 10 different guys being unmasked. I was like, wow, a lot of people really try this. Yeah. (laughs) And they're easily thwarted by children. (laughs) Um, and a dog, (laughs) a talking dog. Yeah. But like the, the fact that Scooby-Doo talks is like just never addressed really. Um, What a weird world they live in where all the monsters and ghosts are fake but they have this big ass talking dog and no one questions it. Everybody's cool with it. They're just like, I got a ghost here. Well, let my talking dog find him that eats people food and like... And no other dogs talk because he interacts with other dogs unless they're related to him. Yeah, the two well, family is probably some sort of. They were probably all humans once, <laughs> and they ran into some curse, <laughs> uh, some real witch, real witch. Um. Well, after a series of you know same old thing, same old thing, um. The uh, the gang meets um a woman. Uh, and I don't remember her name, obviously, because it's a movie we watched. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my brain doesn't work that way, Doug. Um, Lena. 
Lena. They meet this woman, Lena, and she's like, they wind up in New Orleans and they meet her on the at a street market. And she's like, you want to f- see a real haunted house? Because you want to see a dead body? Yeah, because <laughs> I got one. Um, and so they uh, they go with her. They hop on the ferry. That's uh, driven by, what was this guy's name? Jock. Jock. Yeah, they were like, one, one guy's going to have a Cajun accent. We're really going to go all in on it. Um, and so... Uh, Jock kind of ferries them across um, to this island where this plantation is, and he's kind of giving them, uh, you know, the kind of spooky history of the of the of the property there. And they see mm-hmm. a big catfish, big mama. Yeah, and a local <laughs> fisherman's been trying his whole life to catch it, but he doesn't really matter. He's just there for a red herring. Yeah, that's he shows literally up from time to time. Yeah. You know the you know it goes a long way to be like, here's the here's the white guys that you need to have your eye on because they're gonna be the ghosts later. Yeah, um, snake bite. He was voiced by Mark Hamill. Yes, he was. Uh, by the way, I I didn't remember Lena's name, but I remembered that a fish was named Big Mama. I just wanted. Yep, Big <laughs> Mona. To... Big Mona. Yes. Okay, good. I didn't remember the name then. <laughs> I'm so glad I didn't remember that fish's name. <laughs> and now I'm tickled that I thought the fish's name was Big Mama. <laughs> In my heart, it's Big Mama. That's <laughs> my Big Mama fish. Big Mama fish. <laughs> oh, we haven't wrote a new song in so long, Doug. Big Mama fish <laughs> coming this fall. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, um, they get to the island. Uh, there's a pepper plantation, which is fun alliteration. And I just rhymed plantation. by accident. Um, yeah, I was, as soon as they started talking about it, I like looked over to Lisa. I'm like, who picked the peppers? on this plantation for these people. I think we all know. Uh, it's addressed without saying it too mm-hmm. later on in the film. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, they, uh, they grow the hottest peppers in Louisiana. I do declare. <laughs> Which is, uh, you know, we see that when when Shaggy and Scooby add the peppers to their sandwich and get off. Oh, yeah, of course they have to eat them. Well, yeah. I was just thinking but about that. They're the... there, and they notice that there are cats everywhere. Oh, yeah, there are a lot of cats. It's Someone's like a crazy cat lady. It's like sleepwalkers in more ways than one. When did sleepwalkers oh, yes. come out? <laughs> was... Uh, when was that? Early nineties. Mm, okay, I'll I'll look it up real quick. I was curious if this came out first, but I forgot this came out like ninety eight. Yeah, this came out ninety. This came out way after that. Ninety two. I was just oh hang on. excuse me. I was just hoping that Stephen King was sitting around doing cocaine, going like, "Yep, that's my next movie." <laughs> Cat fuckers. <laughs> You're gonna have to call it something else. <laughs> 
Uh, all right, sleepwalkers. Nobody sleepwalks in this movie. That's fine. But they do cat fuck. Archives. Talk about sleepwalkers <laughs> in the archives. Now back to Scooby Doo. Um yeah, there's cats everywhere. Uh Scooby chases a bunch of them. Uh we meet the yeah. gardener, another misdirect. Oh yeah. You gotta but, have your red herrings. Yes. Um and uh boy, he's a he's Bo is a cranky one. He's just he takes his gardening real seriously. <laughs> I garden and garden only. Fuck off, woman. <laughs> That's clearly into me. Yeah, get your tits out of my face. I'm trying to plant these azaleas. <laughs> <laughs> I have time for your I have time for your sorceress ways. Memories out of my face. Man. Yeah. <laughs> God, I will not be tempted by the female form. The only thing I want in my hands is this pot and soul. <laughs> Get them out of here. Um, <laughs> and then, of course, we meet the owner of the property. Uh, Simone. Simone. Voiced by Adrian Barbeau. That's right. Uh, of course, uh, Carpenter fans know her from The Fog and Escape from, Escape from New, York. New York, also in the archives, everybody. Swamp thing. Oh yeah, <laughs> that that gem. Um. Anyway, yeah. So we meet Simone. She kind of gives the tour of the house and kind of explains its history, but not really. They're like, "How old is it?" And she's like, "It's pretty old. <laughs> it's a pretty old house." Um. And right away, uh, there's some ghost writing on the wall that says get out Mm -hmm. um which they captured this is one doug this is one of my favorite parts of the movie (laughs) where they enhance the videotape on a camcorder well they're sitting there examining the get out that just magically appeared on the the wall yeah elma starts just floating oh that's right y'all give me that (laughs) forgot about that part um, when they're playing the video back, Daphne's like, can you enhance this? And then Fred's like, let me turn up the sharpness and turn down the brightness. And then suddenly, as clear as day, Doug, there's a fucking pirate ghost <laughs> let, me the the, let me put the ghost filter on real quick. And there he is. <laughs> let me Photoshop a ghost into this photo real fast. <laughs> now, there was a ghost in that there um, frame. Carbon, all that shit. Those words with uh, his sword. That's right. So it said, "Get out," and then it said, "Beware." Mm-hmm. And then uh, Simone sees it, and she's like, "Oh, that's fucking that's Paul the pirate. I know him." Um, <laughs> I forget his name, but it's Captain Morgan Summer. Moonscar. Morgan, oh, I dug. How could I forget? They're on Moonscar Island. They are on Moonscar Island, and also. Um, she explains that he has a scar in the shape of a moon, so they started calling him Moon Scar. <laughs> it's just another it was one of my favorite explanations of the film. I was like, ah, I see. <laughs> Clever. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, so she explains like uh, 
she explains the story about uh, Morgan Moonscar, which, you know, he buried some treasure on the island or something. Um, they say that there's treasure around here. Yeah, and then fucking Fred says treasure. He says treasure. <laughs> Frank Welker, the voice of Fred, has been the voice of Fred since the 60s. That's how he always says that word. That is so wild. Treasure. He still voices Fred to this day, and he still says it that way. Gosh, he's still doing Fred? Yeah. Amazing. Still doing it. Only person that's ever played Fred except for Zac Efron in the last movie that came out last year and the kid who played him in A Pup Named Scooby-Doo. Interesting. That's his character. What a fucking sweet gig. Also voiced Ray in the Ghostbusters cartoon. That's amazing. Um, all right. Where were we in the plot of the film? Okay, we've seen Moonscar. Into the ghost. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> ghost filtered. Um all right. Uh and then I guess they I guess they said about investigating the island. They they go and um, check out the house because they have to be back for supper. And then they run into a, a ghost of a Confederate soldier. Oh, yeah. Which freaks him the fuck out. Because of his racism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's like, the ghost is like warning them, like, get out, leave. And they're all like, what? But there was a good little gag there because it was Shaggy and Scooby that found him. Um, of course. Scooby's all like, I mean, Shaggy's all like, um, you think I should, you know, dress nice for for dinner? I think <laughs> I'm going to do that. And he opens up his, his suitcase and it's nothing but green shirts and brown pants. And he changes <laughs> it to green shirts and brown pants. Hilarious. It's just little, little nods to how yeah. absurd, like when you actually think about scooby-doo and its history is well there's one with fred too it's where nice he puts little, on little knocks loving knocks on them he puts on the yeah the the uh, ascot uh what do you call it thing? the ascot, the ascot yeah and he's all like nah yeah and throws it in the floor yeah that was pretty funny but they start eating and they're talking trying to get you know some more history and all that good stuff but Scooby ain't allowed in the dining room. And he's mm-hmm. like, wait a minute, why? He's like, because you're a fucking dog. Get out of here. And they're like, what? So Shaggy and Scooby say, fuck this. And they go out and eat in the van. And while they're doing that, they drive off the property just to get away. And they're eating and stuff. And then that's when some funky uh, light show starts happening. Yeah. And they um, went around and uh, you know some sort of satan is a foot yeah and, uh they're out walking and trying to see what the fuck's going on and they fall into this giant hole looks like and, a grave uh, that green yeah it looks it looks like a grave like a big coffin would go in there like a grave <laughs> anyway i'm drunk sorry <laughs> um <laughs> Anyway, the light comes back. It goes into the grave. They look up and they see a skeleton, a skeletal hand hanging out of a hole. Mm-hmm. 
and they're like oh shit don't worry he's dead we're good but then this light hits it and it starts moving around and stuff and then it comes out and falls to the floor and starts forming skin and clothes and and clothes yeah really jarring for a little kid to watch that it's pretty graphic i mean for a it's for an animated for a kid's movie. cartoon. This is a yeah. yeah, straight up a kid's show. And um it's Morgan Moonscar, that head pirate that the they had just told them all about. And he's back, but he's a zombie. And he looks really gnarly. He looks super gnarly. And they're trapped in this hole with this zombie. Down in the hole. And they start running back to the damn house. And then they find everybody else and they told them what happened. And they're like, no, that didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, no one. By the way, like fucking 30 years of <laughs> solving these mysteries together. And they show them, they're like, we saw a monster. And they're like, nah, probably not. <laughs> well, they, they've this done this it all what before. we they do. Shaggy and Scooby. Shaggy and Scooby are, are scared of their own shadow. They're going to come run and tell them. They're going to go find. And it's just some dude True. with an elaborate plan that never works out. And even when they go like out into the woods, they find fucking Bo out there. And Velma's like, it's a pretty big hole for your azaleas. He's like, what are you doing out in this field? He's like, my job, I'm planting yeah. stuff out here. I'm about to plant <laughs> my foot in your ass if you question anymore. He's like, I'm planting stuff in the fucking forest. I know, right? <laughs> and this one, Ben was all like, what are you planting in this giant hole? He was like, never you mind. I'm going to go back to my job. He's very serious about gardening. Well, as they're walking back, they um, the next night rolls around and they go back out and look and stuff. And then that's when they run into Shaggy and Scooby run into like a whole horde of zombies. And they're running, you know, acting a fool. And then the rest of the gang can't find them. So they're getting worried. They go out into the woods to look for them. And they run into Bo again. And they're like, look. Every time we're looking for something that you know has happened, your ass just shows up out of nowhere. And I like how this is this is real dark and brooding. Like mm-hmm. the forest is fucking is it's very frightening. And the, how these the shadows are drawn on uh the characters, it's really fucking cool looking. Yeah, it's... the atmosphere in this movie is is really good. It is spot on. It's just old school horror movie. Yeah, it's dude. It's really scary. Like, it, it's it's pretty spooky for kids. Like, even you know, we watched Coraline last week. Pretty spooky movie for kids, but like, by and large, uh, animated movies are are not even when they're supposed to be quote unquote scary. Um, they pull their punches, and or they you know they don't they don't go for it. Um, like they did with this yeah. movie. This one's this one's pretty frightening. This one doesn't pull punches, but the punches are kind of like they're not hard. No, like, they're punching you with all their weak might. <laughs> they're landing those punches, but in a friendly way. Yeah, it's it's good, man. I 
for gateway horror, it, it's pretty it's pretty solid. Yeah, because you know we'll get there, but this is the only Scooby Doo anything that has people that actually die in it. That's true. Yeah, people are murdered in this movie. <laughs> I didn't even think about it. Really, it is. It is. It's, there's a lot of firsts in this movie. This is also the first time Casey Kasem never voiced Shaggy. Hmm. There's all, there are all kinds of firsts for this one, but anyway. They go off and look for Shaggy and Scooby. And this is when um, they, you know, they eventually find them because they're running from the horde of zombies and they're trying to tell them what's going on and they can't because they're so freaked out. But this is the one of the most famous shots of this entire flick. Um, they're in the van. They're getting shit. In, they're putting shit into it. And then there's a zombie grabs Daphne's uh, shoulder and she fucking judo tosses it over and mm. slams it down. And then Fred grabs the camera. He was like, look at that mask. That's the fakest thing I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. Daphne's pulling on it. And it doesn't come off. And she's all like, Fred, I don't think this is a mask. And And Fred's like, of course it is. Of course it is. And he gives her the camera. And he's all like, it's the, it's the ferry driver or the, it's, it's the, it's both the detective. And he's just constantly spitting out suspects. And, this this head ain't got no give. And he's just like just, <laughs> just pulling on. Finally pops off. And this is what this shatters the entire formula right here. Yeah. That has worked for him for so long. It's a real fucking zombie. And they're fucking scared to death. The tone switches real quick because they're yeah. they've been skeptic and they've been like, this is the same old bullshit we've done over and over and over. But right then and there, they realize that this shit is real. And they freak the fuck out. Well, this and is what they throw they w- that head, <laughs> and they start running. This is what they wanted, Doug. Yeah, it's what There's... they've always wanted. Yeah, but you got to be careful what you wish for. You know. Yep. So as they're doing that, they look over and into the swamp. More zombies are coming out of the fucking swamp, and this starts a whole like music montage. Yeah. Now, Which Scooby-Doo, for, as you know, there have to be music montages. Oh, of course. And this is the chase montage. And it's a fun song. And it the the backdrops for these zombies, the moonlight, that full mm-hmm. moonshot of them walking. Man, it's good. That could it's be really like a good. fucking George Romero thing or something. Like a poster for Dawn of the Dead or some shit. Yeah, it's it good. It's so good. But they're getting chased. It's like a thriller video type of thing. Not without without the cheesy dancing and stuff. <laughs> yes. But uh, it's so good. But uh, Fred drops his video camera in that quicksand, that elusive Louisiana mm. quicksand that's yeah. around every <laughs> other bend. That's the name of my album. <laughs> elusive Louisiana <laughs> quicksand. That's your spoken word uh, tour that you're doing. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. But they're running off, and Fred's all like, I lost all the evidence. This is bullshit. <laughs> well, they ain't going to believe us. But they run off. They get split up again. Shaggy and Scooby find this cave, and they find these little voodoo dolls, and it looks like all of them. And he's like, what? Uh, what? 
what the hell is going on? Oh yeah, the wax dolls. Yeah, and they they find out that um that they control Velma and Daphne and Fred, all of them. It's yeah. voodoo dolls. So and now they, they get scared off when they uh, a a whole nest of bats just come flying out, and so they run off. So now, Doug, we have zombies, ghosts, mm-hmm. and voodoo. Mm-hmm. Yep, and it's all real. All real. All real. So everyone ends up back at the house except for uh, Scooby and Shaggy. And they find a secret passageway in the house. Oh, yeah. Fred falls uh, down they, the fucking the hole in the stairs or whatever. Yeah. They and Lena's the down passageway. there. And Lena's all like... Uh, I just saw some zombies carry Simone down here. Let's go get them. And they're all like, well, let's do it. So they go down there and they trapped them. <laughs> yeah. And that's when Lena and uh, Simone uh, give their whole backstory. Yeah, they're they like, are. Yeah. They uh, came here from God knows where. They didn't really specify Mm-mm. to this island to have like religious freedom. To worship their cat god and make yes. sacrifices to it and yep. just to live in peace. But Morgan Moonstar and his pirate gang of pirates came over and fucked with them. Yeah, they're like, uh-uh, you ain't gonna worship no cat in America. And that's where he buried the treasure and all this and that. And then he fed the rest of um, Lena and Simone's crew to the alligators. Mm-hmm. And this is on this is on screen. It's yes. blackened out, but in the background, but it's on screen. That's when some of the murder that I was just talking about earlier. Some of the murder. Way. Yeah. <laughs> Super dark backstory. So they're all like, you know, screw those pirates, screw those people. They're they're tortured souls. You find out that the zombies and the ghosts have been warning them about these people the entire time. That's why they're saying get out and be get out. Yeah. It wasn't towards them, it was because that they're they're crazy and as they explain more about all this shit uh they prayed to their cat god and the cat god granted them powers and now they're were cats <laughs> this is where when i'm saying it out loud it's corny as hell but when you're watching it and how it's delivered to you it's a little cheesy but yeah but it works it. no and you're yeah, fucking I mean... eating off the spoon they're feeding you with there at no point when I was watching this was I like oh, now hang on now <laughs> the wear cats was a step <laughs> no, wait a damn minute <laughs> I was with you with the goddamn with the damn voodoo and the zombies and the, the elusive the Louisiana I was with you on that yeah I know there's quicksand in Louisiana I stepped in it once <laughs> I lost but one of my you boots tell me. You gonna tell me there's a there's a nine of little wear cats? You can go straight to hell. That grow peppers? Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> but yeah, no, it is no, the whole history of the island. And uh their god granted them these powers to become wear cats to chase off the pirates and anyone else who just came to settle on this island and fuck with them. So, you know But the the people the stopped. pirates become 
uh, anti-heroes that, you know, they were like, we realized what we did was wrong, so we're trying to get everyone else out of here before it happens to them. But here's where, like, the pirates were fucking with them, but here's where it turns is that, you know, people quit coming to the island, so then they start luring people there to sacrifice Yeah, because they realize that they, they need... They need their soul to feed them and their cat guy. Yep. So now they're monsters, Doug. Tell as old as time. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the ritual, um, <laughs> the ritual has to be performed whenever the moonlight uh, hits that fucking sundial that when it's on the cat's face and. Mm-hmm. Moon dial. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> um, all right. So when the moon dial hits the cat face, it's time. <laughs> when the moon dial hears a cat <laughs> and the quicksand suck in your boots. <laughs> Are we writing a Tom Waits song? Yeah. Yes. Anyway. Um, so now they're all tied up and they got these. Uh, oh, they can't the move fucking... because the voodoo dolls are tied up. So therefore, oh, they're yeah. tied up and they can't the, move. The, there's an amazing moment with the voodoo dolls, which are made of wags, by the way. Mm-hmm. There's an amazing moment where the voodoo dolls get too close to fire and they start to melt. So then the, our heroes begin to melt. Yeah, Velma, Daphne, Fred, and Bo. They start to fucking melt because Scooby and Shaggy accidentally, as they always do, accidentally save uh, the rest of the gang because they fall in a hole and you know, <laughs> knock down the, the werecats and knock loose the uh, voodoo dolls. And that's when they fly towards the fire. And then you have a good old zombie werecat just brawl mm-hmm. like you've seen a million times. Yeah. So they're getting everyone out of there. And they stop the ritual just in time. Thank goodness. And as it happens, these fucking werecats just fucking melt and like blow up. Yeah, I guess they have to they have to sacrifice people every so often or their cat god takes revenge. Yeah. The cat god's all like, I didn't get my hey, where's my shit? Yeah, you're gonna explode. Yep. Which was a fucking gnarly scene for a kid's cartoon. It is. And again, this is not like a... This is not like a... You know... It's not like your typical, like, this movie's for kids and adults. Like, it's pretty much a kid's show. (laughs) Yeah. Always has been a kid's show. But you know what? Fucking exploding werecats. Here we go. Yeah, kids, just deal with this, Junior. <laughs> you're growing. You're fine. <laughs> Ask your You'll God what this it. means. <laughs> yeah, where's your cat God now? <laughs> yeah, but that happens. They all blow up. They save the day, and then all the zombies and the ghosts look at them, and the zombies turn into dust, and the ghosts fly away, and, and they thank them for saving them, their souls. Yes. They get back on that ferry and they go right back into town 
was a hell of a story. And you also find that Bo is an incompetent cop that's been oh man. Um, he's been a detective undercover on that island for a while. He's like, I've been trying to find these disappearances and all this and that. I was like, Well, this group of kids just find found and did your job for you in a couple yeah, of days. So you in, in no time. Yeah, Bo was kind of a Bo was kind of not great at his job. Just there for a red herring. Mm-hmm. And then that's ZN. That's pretty much it, yeah. And this this movie single handedly resurrected the popularity of uh, Scooby Doo. And yeah, they started they have a every year since nineteen ninety eight they've had a direct to um home original movie that's come out once a year. Sometimes two of them come out a year. Yeah, they've been cranking and, them uh, down. As of this recording, this month, um, Scooby-Doo and Courage the Cowardly Dog are teaming up. And that um, that will be released this, and maybe next week or a week after. And I will now, be picking it up. That sounds fun. I, I, I saw That's that. That's going to be a lot of fun. I, you know, I loved Courage when it was on. Um, to talk about a weird fucking cartoon. Um it lends itself to Scooby Doo so so well. Definitely. It's just an God, I, I don't know, like it's such an eerie, like unsettling show. Um yeah. Uh, I'm I'm excited. I'm actually excited to see that. And Scooby Doo is teamed up with I mean countless uh countless big, people. Yeah. Batman and Robin fucking you name it the the wwe yeah that was two or three of those movies yeah yeah um there's a scooby-doo episode of supernatural that is extremely entertaining there is um that was that was really good actually because the supernatural formula is the the scooby-doo formula except that the ghosts are always real um and I guess that's the joke. So in one of their last seasons, they, they got sucked into an episode of Scooby-Doo. And it's super entertaining. Mm-hmm. And there's also, there's also a new, there's also like a, you know, there was, what was the Mystery Inc. Um, and then, of oh, course. Man, yeah, that came out in 2012. That was a two-season series. Um, on Netflix a, right now. Uh, yeah, highly recommend if you if you like Scooby Doo and you haven't seen that one. Um, little more serious tone. It's extremely funny though as well, and there's a ton of uh, Easter eggs of all kinds of horror movies from fucking Duel to Saw to The Shining, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Just you name it. This, that series was done with a lot of love, and it's a the whole thing is one arcing story. Two seasons, all they all it all comes to one thing. That's pretty. Everything cool. is connected. It's not just a single you know episode with its own thing. Everything is connected, and it's a lot of fun. Uh, the animation is real stylized. Mm-hmm. So I like it. Though. You know, I lo- I love it. But you know, I guess a lot of people said it's kind of off putting, but uh, I really dug it. Yeah, That's, and it's uh, not like it's probably one of my favorite. 
uh, versions of Scooby Doo. Yeah, and it's like it's a, good. it's a two D, it's a two D style animation. It, it it's mm-hmm. really good. Yeah, lots of fun. The only thing I would stay clear from is Be Cool Scooby Doo, and uh, what is where be... it took on like a Be Cool Scooby Doo was the show after Mystery Inc. And it took on they tried to go while you tell the, me about it. it. They try to take on a regular show slash Adventure Time tone for Scooby Doo, uh. and it did not work. Even the the it's stylized. It doesn't look that great. It's not funny. It's not fun. It doesn't work for Scooby Doo. That's the that is the downfall of Adventure Time and regular show because they were so great. But then Cartoon Network just was like, man, you know what makes this great is they're unique. So let's just make every show this. Yep. That's what happened to Teen Titans and a number of other things that they put. Oh yeah, I'm looking at it. It look it does look like it looks like Uncle Grandpa. (laughs) It does. (laughs) That's what the animation looks like. (laughs) No, Uncle Grandpa was yeah, it really does. Uncle Grandpa was funny. Yeah, but it was funny. (laughs) But that's not what you want for your Scooby Doo. I mean, you want every... funny. You want, you want a little cheese. You don't want like the absurdness of uh, no. newer comedy type shit. You know. I know they just can't. At least they I can't don't. Help if themselves. you like be cool, Scooby Doo, have fun. They just can't help themselves. They're just like, man, this thing's a big hit. So let's just apply it to something that we already have. Yeah, I mean, I get it, but it I didn't work. It, and it was. It didn't last long. Yeah. Well, there you have it, folks. Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island. They made a sequel to this last year. Yeah, and it's yeah for the yeah, 20th it's... anniversary. They made a sequel for it, too, and it's not that good. How it's many very disappointing? How many? How many of the direct video sequels have been even close to as good as this one? Now, the next one that came out, Scooby-Doo and the Witch's Ghost, is really mm-hmm. good. Okay, I'd recommend that one. They lightened the tone back up. Yeah, uh, I would imagine. Zombie Island is hands down the best one. <laughs> yeah. They go for it on Zombie Island for sure. There are some good ones. There, there I'm sure there ones. are. Um, there's so many. Uh, I can't think of any since you asked me. But uh, there are some good ones. I mean, I've seen all of them. What is the, there was one recently that came out that was really good. Actually, I'm very biased in this, but... Um, Scooby-Doo meets Kiss that came out in 2015 is a lot of fun. Let's see. My kids watch that one a lot. I just found I found an article on the 15 best Scooby-Doo movies. I'm going to see I'm going to see what you okay. think about this. All right. Number 15 of 15. Scooby-Doo and the Goblin King. Uh, that was all right. Scooby Doo, Abracadabra Doo. Abracadabra Doo? Mm hmm. Yeah, that was all right. Shaggy's Showdown looks Western. I don't think I, I, I guess I don't own that one. I've never seen that one. Scooby Doo and the Samurai Sword? 
That one's not good at all. I don't know why it's on this list. Scooby-Doo in Where's My Mummy? Eh. Okay, now here you, now this may this may be why this list number 10 is Scooby-Doo and the Witch's Ghost. Oh wow, all the way to 10, huh? Yeah, above that at number 9 is Camp Scare. Camp Scare is all right. Okay. Uh, number eight, Scooby-Doo and the Alien Invaders. Just based yeah, on the, okay. just Camp based Scare on the cover, basically them similar. doing a slasher movie. Okay. Pirates Ahoy, not a great name. No. Is that the puppet one? Um, is, is there pictures of them on here? Yeah, there's pictures. Now it looks like animation. Okay. It's just a bunch of pirate ghosts. Scooby doing the Legend of the Vampire. That one's okay. They're all all right. I mean, yeah, not all of them hit as hard as Zombie. Look, I we're gonna have problems with this list already because number five is Zombie Island. What is number one then? We're we're gonna find out. Oh no, <laughs> number four is Scooby Doo and the Cyber Chase. That was not ba- that bad. Based on the cover, it looks. A little wonky. It looks cheesy, but it's not that bad. Okay, Scooby Doo and the and the Loch Ness monster. Number three. That one's awful. Scooby Doo and the Ghoul School. Number two. Oh, I have a soft soft spot for that one. That was a well, favorite of mine when I was a kid. Shaggy's got his red shirt on, but I also yeah, see that Scrappy. was one of the there were there were two movies in the eighties. Scooby-Doo in the Ghoul School and Scooby-Doo in the Reluctant Werewolf. Mm. There was no gang. It was just Scooby, Shaggy, and Scrappy. And Scrappy is uh, not as present in Reluctant Werewolf, but he's very present in Ghoul School. But it's just a fun story. So I've definitely, you can tune him out. I've definitely seen Ghoul School based on the image that I'm looking at here. This looks very familiar. Yeah, they get hired and to teach it in all girls' school and they're all monsters. Ranking in at number one, Doug, Scooby Doo and the Monster of Mexico. No. Reluctant Werewolf wasn't even on there? Or the Scooby Doo Beast Boo Brothers? No, neither of those are correct this list of top fifteen. Wow. Okay. Well, that's their own opinion, I reckon. Oh, here's a the IMDb top 10 has Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island as number one, which is Ghost mm-hmm. number two. Um, it, I can't see number three. Um, hang on. Oh, fuck, why? Number three was Scooby-Doo Camp Scare. The Boo Brothers comes in at number four on this list. There we go. Cyber Chase number five. Ghoul School number six. Alien Invaders again. That made two lists. Reluctant Werewolf is on here. Okay. Legend of the Vampire made this list also. And then the live-action Scooby-Doo made this list. Which, I like the live-action Scooby-Doo. I like the live-action ones. I love two more than one. I think two, I didn't get, I couldn't get down on. All the monsters are in two. That was yeah. the thing of one. There was a lack of monsters. Yeah. I mean, they were there, but like, I don't know, two just gave you more of what you wanted to see. 
Yeah. I haven't watched one that really felt like a time. sequel to me. So like two was the would have would have made a better first movie and one would have made a good sequel. Yeah. That's just I can see that. I can see that. Well, anyway, there's a look, there's a bunch of Scooby Doo right there. You can go check out everything we just talked about. There's fifty years worth of Scooby Doo. There, there's yeah. there's a ton for you to go look and check out. It's out there, and most of this is all available in like HD. You can you can buy these on Amazon, iTunes, wherever. HBO mm-hmm. Max does all the Hanna Barbera shit, so you can watch yeah. and Boomerang. You can watch all this stuff on HBO Max and Boomerang. All you want, all you need. Yeah, it's out there. Yeah, but if you've never seen Scooby Doo on Zombie Island, highly. If you it, kids, show it to them. They'll like it. It's a must-watch uh, in the Halloween season where you get yeah, in it's the, the mood, especially the kids. The perfect time of year. Yeah, great I'm, movie. I'm, Tons of fun. I'm always looking for like stuff to watch with Grayson around this time of year anyway, so I may show him some more of these Scooby-Doo movies. It's nice to have something to watch together. Yeah. All right, man. Well, that is Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island. Week two, reanimation. I'm having a good mm-hmm. time. I like this because I can watch these with my son. Um, and yeah, I don't have I, to... I, I couldn't find my copy today, and it's because my daughter had hit it downstairs. <laughs> and then, you know, she went and got it for me, and we just all watched it. It's great, you know, because when we watch the other movies for the show, which I enjoy... You know, I have to stay up really late or get up really early and just kind of cram them into my life. So it's nice to be able to be like, hey, we're watching this movie tonight. And then we can all sit down together. It was a good time. Yeah. All What's right, your Doug. your favorite family flick? Let us know, because that's what we're trying to do this whole month. Yeah. We, or whatever. Yeah, we didn't do a great job with Coraline. I'm, I'm sorry about that. Yeah, that's a great movie. Fun. What's your favorite gateway horror flick? Let us know. Mm. Carpenter.gmail.com, Facebook or Instagram. There's some good ones out there. I really like, and we've been watching it with Grace in the past couple years. I really like the Goosebumps movie with Jack Black. My man, my kids love the second one. Man, the second one. The first one. The second one. They like the first one. (laughs) It's not great, but it doesn't suck to me. Like, I can sit through it. Yeah. Okay. It, suck was hard. That was that was a that that was harsh. No, it's just <laughs> suck was hard. <laughs> um, it's just like you know, it's more of a, of a straight up cartoon. Yeah, which it's fine. I I like the first one a lot though. I like that. But man, you know, I'm I, like, I like both of them. But you know, we've I just seen two more, so I'm more exposed to that one. I've, I have such a soft spot for Goosebumps. Like, I can't believe they haven't made a new series yet for, like, Disney Plus or something stupid. Like, I know, right? Why they they did a new Are You Afraid of the Dark? It seems like Goosebumps is just, like, oh, right man, there. It's, just, in front it's of right you. there. And, it and, go. and by the way, that 90s show, like, is nostalgic. But when you watch it, it was, like, made in Canada for, like, $10 an episode. It looks like shit. Like, yeah, make, it doesn't really hold up that well. You can remake every one of those stories. The big ones, do it. Like, go for it. There's some 
there's some great stories there for kids. Yeah, there's and, a lot of book. There's a lot of books they never touched on that they. Could I know. And yeah, I would. I would most definitely, you know, redo some of the big name ones. Yeah, for sure. You know, like, you know Night of the Living Dummy is going to be. Oh yeah, redone. everybody loves fucking Slappy. I I know it's, it's we got yeah, a Slappy World and everything. Me, but... Yeah. But man, I would love to. I I just would love to see it. Um, it's right there. They made a, they made those fucking Fear Street movies that I hated. So, come on, let's tap into Goosebumps. Let's get it going. Netflix, let's go. Yeah, why not? Why not? People will watch it, or they won't. I mean, I don't. I really don't know if anybody watches anything on Netflix, but they're just cranking it out, and we all just accept that it's there. So, just make something interesting. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't tell you last time I turned Netflix on for myself. I mean, like my kids will watch shit on it, but. I'm trying to think. We just watched something on Netflix. It wasn't even like a Netflix original. It was like a movie. Like, it was just a movie that was on Netflix. And I was like, oh, sweet. I'm going to watch this. So, yeah, I don't know. Patriot Games. <laughs> it's a good movie. <laughs> I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, man. Um,. All right. Well, Doug, tell the fine folks what we're watching next week here on Reanimation. Well, next week we are going to watch um, Kendall's Choice. Hopefully she makes it for that one. Mm -hmm. If Space Force will let her off. Uh, We're going to be not necessarily horror, in my opinion, but a great movie nonetheless. And a lot of horrific shit happens in it. The classic... Who framed Roger Rabbit? Now, I haven't seen this in, I mean, I couldn't tell you, 20 years, maybe. Oh, wow, um, it's been that long? Yeah, I mean, I literally haven't watched it since Ooh, I was it, It's going to take on a whole new meaning when you watch I, it with adult eyes. Yeah, I've never watched it as an adult. My son's never seen it, so this will be fun. <laughs> it was, I mean, we watched it. I watched it on repeat when i was a kid like over and over so i'm yeah, very familiar with it we were around when it came out but i've never deal. i've never gone back to revisit it like at this point in time i just know that when it like it was on hbo when i was a kid and i watched it a hundred times mm-hmm. so yeah who framed roger rabbit next week here on tcr it's gonna be good Mm-hmm. I'm excited to revisit it. Honestly, it's been so long. It's been a couple of years since I watched it too, but uh, I remember rewatching it not too long ago. Maybe it was long ago. I don't know. I don't have a reference of time anymore. <laughs> but uh, uh, I saw it with you know through adult eyes, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Well, yeah, it's gonna be I'll, fun. I look forward to it. Um. All right, well, let's kick it on over into the horn shoe. Um, and, you know, there's things going on, but I, the, the biggest and, you know, probably going to eat up the whole segment here is that um, Universal putting out Halloween Kills on Peacock, same day as theaters. Mm-hmm. Which is the smart move. Like, yeah, with how things are getting. Yeah, yeah like, I don't blame them for doing that. 
I don't like. I mean, I Doug, I haven't seen Candyman. I haven't seen these movies that I want to see because, like, I just don't. I don't want to go to the movie theater. Like, yeah. unless unless I can go like really late and there's like two other people there. But like, even when we went to the the late night grind, I was like, I was uncomfortable and anxious and having a hard time enjoying myself because it's like 70 people in there and it's like, <laughs> 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 yeah there was quite a bit of folks in there and it just makes me uncomfortable so i'm just like you know and and for me it was nice we, we went to go see the uh 40th anniversary of stripes and it was nice because we were that was good it was me and you and some other dude sitting in the very back of the theater that <laughs> yeah. was it that was good i was just like i i felt completely comfortable while we were there um you know and anytime i can go and there's only like a couple people there i feel and that's what i like about buying my seats online is i can see like oh shit this this place is packed i'm not gonna go to this movie today yeah um so i i enjoy um i enjoy it i think it's i everybody's everybody makes me furious but um, I saw these people like, oh, we had to wait a whole year and they're just going to put it on streaming anyway. And I'm just like, you can also still go see it if you want to. Like, nobody's yeah, taking there. that away from you. Um, but there's a lot of people that would like to see it that don't want to go to a movie theater. And I don't, I don't know how people can live in this reality and not understand that. Um, people are just... People are just getting mad for mad sakes. I mean, you have the choice. Shut the yeah. fuck up. Go see it or don't. Like, or watch it at home. Um, and this works for is, this is movie. This, is this going to cost on, on when it's on Peacock? Does it cost another fee to rent it? Or if you have mm -hmm. like the premium version, is it just it's, free to like on HBO Max? Yep. It'll be just like that. You'll just be able to watch it's it. It's like an HBO Max type of deal. Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it I have worked. the free version of Peacock, so it it wouldn't be on there for me, right? I don't know. I don't know. Well, I might just get me a free trial of uh, Splurge and watch Halloween. Splurge at five bucks, whatever. And I'm I'm pumped about it now. As it's well documented on this show that I did not enjoy Halloween 2018 when I saw it in a the movie theater. And it was an entire year later when I rewatched it again at home that um, I think like is still too strong a word, but I didn't mind it. <laughs> it didn't infuriate me. I was way more forgiving as I tend to be when I'm at home. Um, I, I, I liked it when we saw it in the theaters. I was disappointed by it because I got my hopes up. Yeah. But when I rewatched it too with my wife at home when it came out on Blu-ray, um, I liked it a lot better. Yeah, and so I feel like watching this on Peacock, I'll probably be, you know, I'll probably just be excited that, oh, hey, shit, they put this out and I'm able to watch it today. And, you know, like, it, it'll take some of that. It'll, it, you know, so I'm, I'm, I may just be more forgiving. Um, but I'm also reading a bunch of people not liking it, which maybe means that I'm going to like it. So. Oh, the early re reviews? Yeah. Because um, okay. All the early reviews for the first one were like, oh, it's amazing. And then I saw it and I did not agree with that. Um, and then all the early reviews for this one are like, it's pretty forgettable. And I'm just like, well, I'm probably going to be way into it then. <laughs> I guess I seem to be going against the 
I seem to be going against the flow there. Um, well, it's part two of a trilogy, so maybe you have to see yeah. all three of them when they're all out. I back look to back to. I don't know really how you understand can, it and enjoy it. Look, no, the what people say about movies never influences me. Um, I'm gonna like or dislike whatever, but um, you know, it's so hard for me for these movies to exist and to look at the franchise that they exist within and be like, is it that bad? Really? Like there's 10 of these that are unwatchable. And is this one that bad? Or are you just, you just need to chill out. Maybe go watch curse of Michael Myers again. Cause that is a hard movie to sit through. Did you, when's the last time these people put on Halloween resurrection? I mean, let's, let's, let's just Dude, think about it in context. You know, it's it's well noted that uh, me and Caleb are not fans of Halloween 5 on the show, but uh, that movie has a fucking following, and they brought it out to that special fancy 4K release that's coming mm-hmm. out through uh, screen, frac- that screen Factory, and people demanded that lost footage, and they found yeah. it, and they went back, and they held it back so they could put that footage on there. Yeah. So it, people, you know... They like that shit. It's wild. It's out there. So I'm just saying, like, people are already getting butthurt about a new Halloween movie. I'm just like, look, there's so many of these, and most of them are bad. And, like, let's, you're taking a lot of pressure off me being able to watch it. You're making a sequel to a perfect film. Look, you're going to fail. Yes. Just right off the bat. Yes. You, You will never top carpenters no even halloween 2 which is a movie who got kind of close but it's still nowhere near the top no and that's a movie i love but it's not even in the same ballpark dude like it's just not just good luck trying to top the first one because that's what they're trying to do and it ain't gonna happen Mm -hmm. so we'll see i'm i'm pumped that i can watch it at home i feel like it takes a little pressure off the movie too so Mm mm-hmm I'm going to put my kids to bed and then my wife and I will stay up late. And that's the other thing. I got a tiny child at home. I can't be going places with lots of people. It's just, you know, just, this is a great situation for me. So when, when we had our first child, you know, I just missed everything. And then I had to wait like six months for it to come out on Blu-ray to see it. So the fact that I can watch it, um, from my house, uh, is exciting. I'm waiting on Candyman. Like Candyman should be on digital soon. Um, I would imagine in time for Halloween, just based on like the the theatrical windows of things. So it was the number one movie there for a second. Yeah, and I and heard it's great. Be. Yeah, I've heard nothing but good things. I'm really excited. Now I think that Shang Chi movie came out. Fucking so you're everything right. Everything on fire. Shang Chi came out and knocked it out of number one. Um, which is another one I had like, I know there was no, nothing compelling about that, but everyone's like, this movie fucking rocks. And uh, so whenever I can watch it from my house, that's what I'll do. Um, just for now, I'm not done with the movie theater, everybody. I'm just done with the movie theater during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, just not interested in it. So it is what it is. Um but yeah, Halloween. Halloween kills. Excuse me. Uh, coming to your house. Uh, just a few weeks now, Doug. So that's pretty yeah. exciting. It's exciting. When is it? 
the 15th? 15th. 15th. I think it's the 15th. I think the 18th was the the 2018 release date. So that'll be something to look forward to. Cool. All right. Um, All right. Let's do some rants recommends, Doug. All right. I got nothing. All right. Now I have one, and I think this is what people tune in for, Doug. I've said that people aren't interested in uh, when we enjoy the same things. I don't think people like that. (laughs) I think people (laughs) like when something makes one of us mad and then the other one is just like a really big fan of it. I I don't know why, but um, so you and I, I know, and we have not discussed this, but I know you and I both watched Malignant, and I know you and I had different feelings about it. Yes. Um, so just if you guys aren't aware, Malignant is the new James Wan film. It's on HBO Max right now. It's also in theaters. So if you're crying about it being on HBO, you can go see it in a movie theater. Um, anyway, this came out a lot of hype because James Wan made The Conjuring. Um, and so I was really looking and forward saw to it. And, all that and saw, yeah, he's, you know, he's an icon. Um, and so we watched it. And I loved it. And Doug, I'm pretty sure you hated it. This is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. That's amazing to me. Because we've watched it's, some really I don't bad understand movies. And how you show. liked it. Because it's amazing. How so? <laughs> how is it amazing? You go first. Okay, I'll go. So it is, you know, it is your all the James Wan things I like are there. The atmosphere, the fucking thing is beautiful. He spent a shit ton of money on it. So like, it's just, it looks incredible. Um, and, and it's got this like, you know, like the, the opening, the opening chunk of it is like, well, there's like that whole like opening scene. That's like super cheesy. And like, there's a fucking there's a fucking demon or something loose in this like insane asylum that's just a castle on a fucking <laughs> fucking clifftop somewhere and um so like that scene happens and I'm like whoa okay I wasn't expecting this this is uh, this is wild already um and then you get what I would call uh hmm you get what I would call like typical James Wan like if you're expecting another conjuring, like the next 10, 15 minutes of the movie kind of goes that way. So they're like, there's this, um, you know, there's this altercation with this lady and her husband. And then this kind of creepy, like shadow monster thing. And so, and this is where he's doing all like the standard conjuring type stuff. Like the, there's that great gag where that couch cushion is deflated and then it kind of like inflates again and you know he he uses a lot of like practical um you know like the refrigerator opening and stuff like that you know there's a lot of like low-key stuff sets a lot of like spooky tone here so that to me is like your your standard like conjuring james wan stuff um then um like once the police get involved and these other characters, like the movie gets like really cheesy. Um, and it's on purpose. And it's obvious to me that it is, but I can't really figure out why. And so, you know, I'm watching it and I'm enjoying like the kind of kitschy nature of it. Um, and I kind of figured the movie out. Well, I thought um, 
I kind of figured the plot of the movie out as it's going. So I'm like, oh, okay. And, and I will like, I will critique it fairly, but I think the middle chunk of it is really long. Um, because what I kind of figure out about the movie is I'm like, oh, okay, this chick is the, is the villain in some way. Um, and I'm thinking some sort of like demonic possession or something like that. Um, and then spoilers, folks, I'm just going to get into it here. Um, you know, so I feel like the movie's a little long in the tooth in that second act. And I'm just like, okay, I, I kind of get what's going on here. And it's really cheesy and I'm hanging with it, but I'm getting a little tired of it. And then, um, spoil it. Yeah. Don't listen. Yeah. If you, if you have any, uh, want to watch this movie. Yeah. It, yeah. So in the third act, when, First of all, when the puppet is revealed, I lost my mind. I was so excited. Um, the puppet tumor twin that's growing on the back of her head, and it's like swinging its arms around. I was just like so elated at that. And then um, when she's in, when the whole scene that starts in the jail cell with a fucking thing erupts out of her skull, and then she goes on to like murder everyone in the movie. Like the last 30 minutes of this movie is unbelievably fun and just ridiculous and so over the top. And like, I just was like, you know, I kind of thought, I told you, I thought I was like, oh, I know what's going to happen here. Like she's the thing, whatever the monster's in her and it's using her body. Obviously Um, I wasn't prepared for how it was using her body (laughs) or how it was going to look or how fucking bloody it was all going to get. Um, and just insane. And then like, even in the very end, like she's, <laughs> when she defeats the monster and she's like connecting with her sister and like, <laughs> there's this slow pan out. <laughs> They're in the hospital. Everything's fucked up. And that her birth mother is just in the room looking at them and like smiling. And it's so ridiculous. And like, I just was, I just laughed and like, I, I, there were so many points in the movie where my hands were on my mouth and I was going, oh my God, because it's just so fucking violent, nasty, and like, but in the most fun way, dude. I, I loved it. I thought it was just, I thought it was hilarious, but also like just really fucked up and fun, dude. I just had such a good time watching this movie. Hmm. Like, I would love to watch this movie. Like, this is a movie I would have loved to watch in a theater full of people. I would have loved to seen what a crowd did with this. Because nobody going to that movie would have been like... Because I wasn't expecting it. I literally was expecting something on par with, like... In terms of tone, with, like, a Conjuring or something. And it even seemed kind of, like, marketed very, you know seriously or like you know something but what we got was this fucking like james wan like made the craziest fucking movie that a major studio has put out in a while um and he just fucking did it and it just seems like he had a fucking blast doing it like it is just i just had so much fun the whole time i was watching this hmm well, I had the exact opposite. I know, I was so when surprised. I was this. Um, I, I, this will probably come to a shot as a shock to you, but uh, I had the I figured out the twist in the first ten minutes. Yeah, that's yeah, I did too. 
No, I mean how, where it went and how it was going. I knew exactly how it was going to go from just the first ten minutes of the movie. This movie is fucking dull as fuck until it gets to that ending, that third act, and then it's so stupid that I was trying not to turn it off. Oh my god, it's fucking asinine, and I like dumb shit. I'm gonna say we've watched way dumber stuff for this show. I, I like dumb kitschy shit. This was just this was just stupid. This whole movie is stupid. The actors are fucking awful. No one can act in this movie. The uh, cheesy fucking bullshit police spouting off sitcom or NCIS lines the whole fucking time. I wanted to punch my TV. This movie is fucking hot garbage, and James Wan should be ashamed of himself. It's all on purpose, Doug. I don't care. It's fucking awful. Oh, it's man. It's awful. It's not fun. You can do shit like that and have fun with it. This movie is not fun. It's not good. I hate this movie. Oh, my God. I love it so much. I was like, dude, I'm, I love it because this, like, this dude, like, he made the conjuring. Like, he set the tone for, yeah, like, what studio. can make a good movie, but he didn't hear he set the tone for like what studio horror movies are now and like what people aspire to be to the point yeah, where like fucked it up we've exhausted it. And then he makes Aquaman, which makes a ton of fucking money. It's a movie I don't care about. And uh, he makes one of the Fast and Furious movies, makes a ton of money, just dumb action movie. And they're like, all right, like you're fucking king of Hollywood. Like, what do you want to make? And he's like, all right, I'm gonna make this crazy fucking thing, and like Warner Brothers is like, all right, let's fucking do it. Like, let's spend the money on it and let's make. I love it, dude. I think it is such a fucking like. Only somebody who's established like that could just be like really get something like this made, and I think it is so much fun. Oh man, I loved it. Well, that's fun. I'm going to watch it again. I'm going to buy it. I love, I mean, I just was fucking laughing my ass off the whole time. Like I just was, I just was so into it. I just, it, it made me feel like, I don't know. Like I just was, I just enjoyed it. Like it was just, I don't know. I just feel like it would be really fun to watch in a party with people and just see them react. I guess. <laughs> I kept pausing it to see how much was fucking left. I, I was really mad at myself for wasting two and some two hours and change on this when I could have been doing anything else. Oh man, terrible that's a, movie. That's terrible. a bummer. I I love it. I love James Wan for it. I'm so happy that he made this. I'm gonna movie. go in with whatever else he does with caution. I hope he makes. I hope he makes ten more of these. <laughs> like, well, I won't see him, so it doesn't matter how many he makes. I want to see that malignant monster come back and do so. I just fucking. Oh my god, dude! When the little monster puppet, I was howling. I was having so much fun. I've seen it done better. Is all I'm saying. Oh man, I don't know if I. I don't think I've ever seen. I've. I've never seen this movie before. This was, I, I just was so happy. There you have it, folks. I was excited to have that conversation. I think people like it when we don't agree more than when we do agree. Well, I've got no passion to fight because I hated it so much. And you're not going <laughs> to change my mind. So <laughs> what's the point? I'm not going to change your mind. I'm not even going to try to. I just was, I just was elated. I was, uh, you know, when it came out,
you know, we had talked about it and I was excited to see it because I do dig his other movies. I love The Conjuring. And I was like, oh shit, this came out today. I actually have a free minute. I'll check it out. I was borderline about to throw my remote through the TV. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. This is fucking horse shit. Fuck everything about this. Didn't like it. Don't recommend it. But make up your own mind. Let us know. CarpenterAntsPod at gmail.com. Malignant or maligna? Check. I'm sorry. Check. <laughs> it's going to be a big maligna for me, bro. Check it out. It's on HBO. So if you've got it, you look. I, I loved it. Doug hated it. You got you to gotta see it to believe it. Um, and then make up your own mind. And then we want to hear about it. And Doug, where can they, uh, where can they hit us up to tell us about their maligna? Well, it's carpenter at gmail.com. Or you can hit us up on Facebook or Instagram. Just search the carpenter rants podcast. We're on there. Follow us, like us, all that good shit. Share us, tell a friend. Don't, don't listen to the Coraline episode. Oh yeah, God! I hope that's nobody's first episode. And they're like, "Man, oh, fuck God, this show. it's so bad." Sorry, folks. We got to stop doing these when we're fucking three quarters of the way asleep. Yeah, but um, we're on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, anywhere you can get podcasts. Just subscribe, follow, whatever it is you do on that certain thingy. We're here for you. We are most of the time. Um, hey, one I had another, you know, one other quick recommend, and this can be a quick one. This movie's been out for a while. I just have never seen it, but I watched it with my son, uh, Big Hero Six. Never seen that, uh, dude. Watch it with I've your heard kids. Good things. Watch it with I, my your kids. kids. Have seen it? I've just oh, never okay. watched it. Grayson and dude, he like Grayson talks through every movie we watch. He's asking a million questions, dude. He didn't say anything. He sat silently, watched that movie. And like he laughed really hard, like at the funny moments, and like I mean, it was just it was great. Like Big Hero Six, big recommend for me. I just have never seen it, not for not wanting to. I just didn't. And then uh, we watched it, and it was just a really nice night with my family. I really enjoyed that. So, well, good. It's on Disney Plus. <laughs> Check it out. But other than that, uh, next week, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Mm-hmm. And we reveal our uh, reanimation uh, finale series finale. And if you can't guess it, I don't know what to do for you. Um, <laughs> then we're going to announce on the finale what we're going to do for October. I look, I, I won't spoil it, but I'm really excited about October. It's going to be a fun month. It is going to be super fun. Hopefully we have people listen to that month. <laughs> yeah, this is always my favorite time of year. And so when we get to this, we always try to do something a little extra special for the show. And um, October is going to be a good one. I'm, I'm really excited about it. Yeah. All right, folks. Well, um, there you go. We gave you a lot to think about <laughs> and chew on. Um, <laughs> tune back in next week for Who Framed Roger Rabbit. I'm excited to rewatch this. Um, and until then, uh, hit us up at all the aforementioned places. And we've been the Nobodies. I'm Caleb. I'm Doug. And from Space Force, we're shouting out for Kendall. And uh, 
keep on ranting. Thank you for listening to The Carpenter Rants. Subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or Podbean. And Spotify.